0: Gary, Juice DCS Dollar,
1: Laura. It's a lovely day.
0: <laughs> it's a lovely day. Welcome to a day in sports, everyone. Sorry we missed you yesterday. Um, hopefully, you were all doing Mother's Day type things. Um, but we're back today. Don't worry about us, right, Gary?
1: Back in back in full strength, and we hope all those mothers out there had a lovely day.
0: Yes, and let's get started on. There's a lot of talk about the NBA coming back and Major League Baseball coming back. And I'm hearing months like June and July. And that is not far away.
1: No. In fact, I mean, there have been several calls, right, with Adam Silver, Mm -hmm. um, NBA commissioner. And they're committed to coming back in June or July uh, of course, he's also saying all the right things. I, I I actually think he's quite good at what he does. He's great, um, the best right. one. Agreed, and you know he he is doing his best to guarantee, without using the guarantee word, that um, you know all mitigation factors will be in place until there's a vaccine. Um, but certainly, the games he's committed to saying the games will be played without fans. And they're looking at a couple of neutral sites. So some of this stuff I think we've talked about a little bit, Laura, but it's really starting to come into fruition now, I'd say.
0: Yeah, it's Vegas or Orlando. And yeah. I think it's smart because obviously Vegas and Orlando probably have the largest amount of hotels on top of each other
1: <laughs>
0: and the, with the most capacity to kind of be self-contained.
1: They do. One thing, though, I think is absurd he's holding on to this seven game series in each round
0: yeah get rid of that Uh, i i
1: I think you have to and i don't know if three games to me three games is enough quite frankly because it becomes a war of attrition right after five well it's how any
0: any good game of paper rock scissors is always three games you never go past three (laughs) and
1: and i know they need to make money and and now we're you know, we're probably beyond players being able to pick up the salaries of, you know, the the arena and stadium employees, depending on what sport we're talking about. I mean, maybe we're not for some um, athletes, but I think we're now getting deep enough that there are some pretty deep cuts across the board in sports.
0: That's true. And one thing I want to add to the NBA, which I think is interesting as I was listening to um a new show and they were talking about how every team is going to have to very soon have a 14 day pre-training program before they start and so i think that's to make sure that everyone is on the same page but also to make sure my thought would be injuries because if you go from not playing at the at the speed of the nba is and you immediately jump back so i think that was something that the owners put in place is that there's a 14 day period in which they have to practice before they can play a game. Now, here's what's interesting. Multiple players, including my very own Luka Doncic, is in Slovenia. Now, the problem is when Luka comes back to the United States, he has to quarantine for 14 days, yep. which, which if he doesn't get back soon, he's going to miss so much and not be able to start right away. And same it for other European players who maybe went home which I think is very interesting.
1: It is. And I know, I think it was Chris Paul, among others, who said they really want up to 30 days, coronavirus aside, um, just for conditioning because they he believes they will, or, or these players believe they will expose themselves to injuries. Mm-hmm. And you're bringing in the COVID-19 piece, um, so we're actually looking at both of those as these players have now had a significant amount of time off and they're worried about chemistry and running their plays um, efficiently. They won't really have time to properly practice as a team. I don't think not if we're, no, I mean, it'll
0: be, it'll be sloppy. I think the first couple of weeks will be sloppy.
1: Yeah, I know. and I'm, I'm okay with that. And I think fans would be too, assuming that the, we don't see an increase in injuries, but really that COVID-19 is not spread.
0: Right. But... And then Major League Baseball. So they their June or something, June or July is what I heard. How have you heard how they I know I know the NBA has started testing. That's like their plan is to test everyone and keep testing, which where did but they promise to not take tests. I read this from first responders in the cities or states they're in. <laughs> I don't understand why we're still having trouble getting enough tests. Still surprised by that, but um, that is something they said, which I thought was interesting. Um, Major league baseball, is pretty sure they're coming back. Um, is it the same kind of setup?
1: Uh, it is. They would do three cities. Um, and I, if memory serves me Phoenix, no, they just mentioned States, Arizona, Texas, and Florida. Um eighty games possibly. Great. So that's cutting right. That's cutting it in half. And I did see that w- w- we've actually had historically a lot of games every season. We've been at 162 for about 60 years, but it was 154 games before that. Oh uh, wow. So so I mean we're decades into this 150 plus games per season. So this would certainly um you will be the anomaly and and we might be in for a couple of years of this. I I think we're all starting to realize that, Um, but they would do three cities. And, and what I'm starting to hear now is in reference to even students going back to school, um, they're talking in terms of bubble. So they'll create three bubbles of major league baseball players, umpires and staff. And those bubbles would stay in their cities. Hmm. Um, okay. and, but then they couldn't stay in their city when we get to the playoffs, which if the early leaks are accurate, would be seven teams per league going into a, so 14 playoff teams total, um, heading into that. And then would we really see, um, what we mentioned last episode, the, a, a European soccer, Um, approach where where you have the different levels and and we get away with you know there's more of a round robin approach that hasn't been released but as we speak laura today um, major league baseball is meeting again virtually to hammer this out more
0: okay good so there'll be more probably in our next podcast next sunday we will We will cover, keep that, keep you guys posted on that. And
1: I will add that they would also go forward with the the DH, the designated hitter in both leagues. Oh, watch this space, everybody.
0: Whoa. you Got it. That's a big, big one there. Everyone heard it here first. (laughs) All right. Now we plan to do this for as much as we can. Seeing as we have a resident European on this podcast, and as we all know, base of I mean, sorry, soccer, or European football is the king where he is, and so he's going to try to brush up on his skills. He's going to start by telling us a little bit of a European football update, soccer for those of you Americans listening.
1: Right, and uh, and I, I, at the risk of offending all of our European listeners, I will call it soccer. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? That's great. Um, and we haven't, uh, and I have to say I'm a neophyte. Um, I, I love soccer, but in all honesty, did not follow the European leagues um, prior to moving here. And then, of course, we're here and now we're shut down. But the, the big news <laughs> really is the Bundesliga is restarting. So in Germany is restarting this weekend. Whoa! Um,
0: Have they tested and quarantined everyone, or are they just rolling it out?
1: They are no, they did quarantine, um, but it does seem a little more fast and loose than what you were you and I had been talking about with with baseball and basketball in the states. Um, however, there is you know, some data that suggests that Germany's been handling um, their approach to coronavirus quite well. Um, yeah, they'll start this much lower. Yeah, they'll start this weekend. There are only nine. They only have nine games left or nine days left of play anyway. So they want to finish by June 30. Um, wow. And that's the Bundesliga. The Premier League, they're looking at coming back June 1. That one's not decided just yet. Um, and of the 20 teams in the Premier League, they need 14 yays to move it forward. Um, hmm. and, and it looks like it's going to happen. Um, But they're targeting a June 1 or later. Um, Let me focus on the later. It can't happen before June 1. So uh, a June start at some point. And then the Champions League also has been in some pretty serious conversations where they might restart. They were talking about August. um, To finish uh, their season as well um, that was interrupted. So we have three of the big... um, leagues here that uh, look like they're going to get moving before any of the u.s sports um and i'll throw out one one item there have been a a, more than a couple soccer players over here who've gotten themselves into trouble during the lockdown uh withholding hosting some wild parties um and uh some might say it might not be a bad idea to get uh These fellas back on the pitch.
0: (laughs) On the pitch. He's got the language, folks. He is really assimilating over there, isn't he? Good work, Gary. Just DCS dollar. All right, moving on. South Korea and Taiwan have had baseball teams and leagues going strong now for a good month. Um, I tried to get my finger to the pulse of it, but it starts at 4.30 in the morning here. Um, So just not going to pull it off. Um, but they play every day. They keep playing. Um, we put it on ESPN here, but live. So it's always bright and early. If anyone wants to catch it, get up first game. Sometimes is at three 30 AM. Um, but it hasn't stopped and they are playing and everyone's going strong. And those countries have been doing pretty well also with COVID-19. So I imagine that's why they're able to do it.
1: Uh, that's true. And, and, I don't know, you know, we, we don't live there and we don't have necessarily insiders, you and I, Laura, in these countries, but it looks like they have handled things pretty well. Um, and they felt comfortable moving forward. The umpires and baseball related employees all have to wear masks and gloves at all times, whatever that means. Um, and of course the players do not have to, while they're playing, Uh, Their temperatures get checked when they enter and leave the stadium. And here's what's interesting. The South Korean Baseball League has outlawed, probably, it it might not be temporary, spitting and (laughs) high-fiving.
0: Two of the most uh, popular things to do while playing baseball. And I
1: am so okay with that rule.
0: (laughs) That's really funny. Major leagues maybe are going to have to take a page from that book. Um, No spitting and no high-fiving. That's pretty good. Um, All right, moving on to the NFL, as you know, is one of our favorite topics. Um, This week there was news to be talked about because all the schedules were released. um, So teams found out if they got to play on Monday night or if they were trapped as the Thursday game (laughs) week after week. Um, And that was interesting. And then – there are some interesting matchups and in all of that. And I know you had Gary, uh, something you wanted to share about the NFL schedule.
1: Well, the, they start uh, first game is uh, I think September 10th. It is. Yep. Um, Texans at the chiefs. And then the full slate would play on the 13th. So this is, we have first week of September, not right off the bat, um, but September 10. And what's interesting is the way they've constructed the schedule where they can cut games if they need to, Um, non-divisional games, right, because uh, the divisional games seem to be the most important uh, to fans, Um, where if they needed to pause, put the brakes on for a couple of weeks, they could, and we just wouldn't have inter-league games, um, inter-conference games, I, I mean, during those weeks. They can cancel the Pro Bowl. They're prepared to do it. And I don't think many would be disappointed. <laughs> and also, can move. They have about a four month, um, four months of flexibility with the Super Bowl, so they can delay it um, up to right. four months. So th- th- it seems like if if you if you can visualize the schedule, you know, a sixteen or seventeen game schedule, and and it looks like seventeen games, you right. can just pull pieces out of it. Um, If they need to pause and then you could, you could scrunch two bits together, right? Pick, take these two games out of weeks five and six, and these two games out of weeks, 11 and 12, move everything up and you get yourself a month. So it seems like that's where they're headed. Again, I don't think it's, it's not etched in stone yet, but, um, and then of course, Dr. Fauci had some things to say about that today. Um, also, and he just says COVID-19 is going to dictate this. N- nothing else will. Anyway, back, back to right. you.
0: No, that's, that's very interesting to know what he said. Um, and we all know that the players voted with the owners to have 17 games this year, added a game, and then they're taking away a game or two of preseason, yep. um, which is interesting and way better because that preseason drags on forever. And nobody who's really playing on the team ever really plays in preseason <laughs> more than three minutes which is interesting it's more to figure out who those guys are that are going to make the team if you watch hard knocks you get to get behind the scenes on that one of my favorite shows um matchup wise some of the schedules um that I'm excited about personally I'm excited for the Cowboys to play the Arizona Cardinals which we got we're going to play um which I think will be quite a game because I think the Cardinals are going to be probably one of the teams to watch this year and um there's a ravens chiefs game which will be so oh, exciting. and i i've read um, more
1: about the ravens i know i picked them as the team that i think did the best in the offseason the draft look out that will should be a powerhouse game
0: yeah i love those kinds of games so hopefully we get to watch those um uh tua has some interesting news uh there was some jersey jersey uh not disagreements. Seems like he went easily into the number, but um, what what happened with Tua down the, for Miami? Ah, uh,
1: well, of course, you, number thirteen was taken, um, or not taken, but has been retired by one Dan Marino. Um, so then it it becomes you know the the question: What does a top ranked first round pick choose? And the number one has not been popular for quarterbacks really ever. Warren Moon. That's the only one I can think of.
0: Mm, um, mm-hmm. I can't.
1: Right? Oh. Can you think of any? I, I Moon's the. I can't. Uh, but Kyler Murray is number one. Am I right? Oh, so I maybe. I'm pretty sure he is. And then that would mean we'd have two really young quarterbacks with high hopes. Um, with the number one, so we might see this generation of little kids aspiring to wear the number one and we never have before in the NFL
0: true or in general it's it's rare I think people pick the number one I don't know why but Tua may start a movement um on in other news Tua's brother who maybe some of you know younger brother plays in Alabama at Alabama he's also a quarterback um He, today or yesterday, has put himself to be uh, transferred. He's leaving Alabama. He's up for grabs. No team has taken him yet. Um, He learned he wasn't going to be starting this next year. And so he's on the block for anyone to take. So it'll be interesting to see where little Tua goes, and kind of surprising um, with what Tua did for that school that he is leaving, and they're letting him leave.
1: True. They don't seem to be hurt too much by it. But but maybe we're going to start to see. Um, Alabama not be able to replicate the quite the success they have. I'm not predicting the demise of Alabama, certainly, and Nick Saban. Um, (laughs) But we're starting to see players, young guys, want to go somewhere else.
0: Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks especially. especially, And Kyler
1: Murray, yes, he is number one. So watch out for those. Uh, Let's watch and see how they play over the next few years. Could be good.
0: That's true. Could be good. Um, Michael Jordan, um, the show continues. Most watched documentary of the year. Out, beat out Tiger King, like we said. Um, the one I'll, I'll say two things that I've taken from it. One, Michael Jordan is the most competitive human being the Earth has ever had in history. I've never seen a more competitive person. He is so competitive that when Horace Grant did not play good, well, excuse me, did not play well, on the ride home on the airplane, Michael Jordan would not let them serve him dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is just, it takes that kind of personality to be next level and he's next level of next level. And I think he, everything for him was a competition, which brings me to the myriad of golf stories. You hear about Michael Jordan and gambling stories. He will not lose. He was playing Brooks Kepka. and, um, and Brooks they ha- they were down to the last hole or two how was Michael Jordan playing him that close unbelievable and Brooks was like no way you'll beat me you know I'll I'll double up on our bet and Michael Jordan folks beat Brooks Kepka in 18 holes of golf which is unbelievable and there are many 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 stories of Michael Jordan playing three rounds in a row so he can finally beat someone i mean he's so driven and so competitive and that's that is my big takeaway About Michael Jordan, which is probably why he's the
1: best. And I'll add two quick things to that. One, there was a fantastic piece on ESPN.com written by Steve Wolf um, on Michael's one year playing for the Birmingham Barons, and that underscores what you the story you just told. Um, It has nothing to do with golf. You know, it's all about that, that summer he stayed away after he retired his first time. But it is it's a compelling read. Um, to just talk about his drive and his work ethic. And I have to say, I now look at his year in baseball much differently after reading a a few articles, in particular Steve Wolf. Um, Jordan, I mean, (laughs) there's a special athlete there. Um, So is it, uh, uh, I believe Charles Barkley might have said many years ago, Um, I have a quote I'm looking at here, and I'm sorry I can't attribute it. Um, Michael Jordan didn't even really play basketball anymore. That was, he's saying, near the end of his career, after he came back from baseball. He just figured out how to win the game. He knew how to steer momentum, how to get guys going. Not only was he that good on the offensive end, he was that good on the defensive end. He was playing a different game than the rest, rest of us.
0: And that's what you see when you watch the documentary. It's unbelievable. And that he was definitely just as good defensively as he was offensively, which is really saying something. You cannot say that about almost any other player. No. Um, And he is on a different level. And that is true. And I encourage everybody to watch Last Dance. It is wildly fascinating and enjoyable. And as a 90s rap fan, it's pretty good. Muggsy Bogues (laughs) made an appearance. Everybody, don't worry. He Uh, was on Last Dance. You saw his little face. Um, our final uh, story is pretty cool. It came to me from my nephew, Charlie Day, who was sharing with me this thing called the all in challenge, which is kind of the live au- or live auction or online auction to win all auctions. Um, it's basically the most amazing offerings you'll ever see. It's all in challenge. If you Google it, um, you can get Robert Kraft's Super Bowl ring right now. That's up to one hundred and eighty thousand dollars that someone has put. You can play golf with Phil Mickelson. You can run out of the tunnel with Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. Um, it's unbelievable the opportunities people have put on there. Um, and the amount of money they're raising is just astronomical.
1: Uh, it is. And it, we're seeing it, as you just said, uh, across all sports. Um, and even things that that aren't as sports related, right? You don't have to want to go play golf um, to... To bid on some of these things, and, and all the money is going uh, to to different charities. Am I right? Do, do you?
0: Yeah, it's all about yeah. feeding people in our country and keeping yep. people fed. That's like the motivation of it. Um, but it's crazy. I encourage everybody to go just to look at the offerings because you can go play golf with Charles Barkley. You can get on the ice of your favorite hockey team. You can, I mean, any sport you can think of. You're literally going to be hanging out with the best player and and doing it with them and it's pretty unbelievable all right everyone it's time for a question and this is more trivia so this is exciting to play along at home so gary's gonna ask me a question i'm gonna answer it and you at home answer it along with me and let's see if we're right
1: okay here's the question and laura and i have committed to doing the topic of nfl cheerleaders on a future podcast Um, because I think we both have quite a bit to say about cheerleaders, um, and the situation that they're often in, um, lawsuits and so on. But that aside for the moment, Laura Day, there are six NFL teams without cheerleaders, six NFL teams without cheerleaders. Let's see how many you can name. And I'm putting her on the spot a bit here, everybody.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I had no research. All right, here we go. Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to just name six and then you tell me. Go ahead. Does that sound right? Seattle Seahawks. San Francisco 49ers. Chicago Bears. Green Bay Packers. Detroit Lions. And I'm trying to stay away from the South. And the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: All right, everybody. Laura. Three of six. Three of yeah. six. That's right. pretty 30%. good.
0: Right.
1: Shooting percentage? It is. It's better than uh, Shaq's fall shooting. Free throw.
0: <laughs> Free throw. Right? Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah. the three that Laura had correct. Green Bay Packers. Pittsburgh Steelers, Chicago Bears. So,
0: okay. Old school teams, very cold. The, the, those are, the those are those cold,
1: words. cold teams. And and so the, the 49ers, Seahawks, and Lions were your other three. They, and they, they all do. have cheerleaders. Um, wow. The other three cold weather teams, there oh. is a theme, I think, here, a thread. The Buffalo Bills the New York Mm. football giants. Really? And the Cleveland Browns.
0: Wow. Folks. Bill's Steelers, Bears,
1: Browns, Packers, Giants, all cold weather teams. And I would add all pretty old franchises.
0: Yeah. That there's something about an old franchise. We'll look into that next week. Um, Thank you, everyone, for hanging an extra day for your day in sports. Gary, good work, and we will All see right, each All right, same to Sunday. you,
1: Laura. See you in a week. Bye.